What is happening, everyone, and welcome back to the Alpha Zeke podcast. Now, episode three is about to go down. You know what? I'm going to stop counting the episodes up because I feel like there's going to be a point in time where we're at, you know, 200 episodes and I'm still counting the numbers up. So I think I'm going to stop counting up all the episodes. I can guarantee I'm probably going to do the same thing next one, but we'll see. Today's topic it's going to be a very controversial one because there's been heated discussions on these two topics for a long period of time. Some people hate one, some people love the other, some people hate both. But I'm going to just let you know the pros and cons of both of them and you can make a decision for yourself which which route you would or you want to go down in terms of your nutrition. Now, before I get into it, I feel like there's two camps when it comes to these two topics. You're either pro one or you're pro the other one. It's almost like, it's, I wouldn't say it's a cult following, but I feel like it kind of feels like a cult following at times. So the first one is team meal plan. And the second one is team macros. Now I'm going to just dive straight into it. There's no point fluffing about. So let's get into team. Let's go team meal plan to start off with. So I feel like this is the one that a lot of people know. I'm sure everyone, well, the majority of listeners have probably tried some form of meal plan in the past. But for those of you who don't know what a meal plan is, it's basically a structured plan of meals for you to follow throughout the day. It's quite, you know, it's quite simple. I think the the name of it pretty much gives that one away. Now, for a lot of people, they either love them or they hate them. Now, the pros of a meal plan, I believe, these, are, and I just want to make a disclaimer, this is all based on my opinion. If it's controversial, so be it. You've probably heard me say that in the first episode. But these are what I believe the pros and cons of both of them are. Now, starting off with the pros. The pro of a meal plan is it is great for someone who's just getting started. And the reason why I say this is because if you've got absolutely no nutritional literacy, And what I mean by that is if you have no idea of anything about nutrition, if you don't know what a protein is, what carbs are, what fats are, what calories are, what foods contain high amounts of these things, what foods contain low amounts of these things, then this is the best place to get started with your nutritional journey. With all meal plans or with majority of the meal plans that I've seen, you will get a list of foods, you will get a list of weights. And you will get the total protein, carbohydrate, fat contents of every one of those items, as well as the contents for the whole meal. Now, what this does for someone who is brand new to dieting or to the whole nutritional journey is it allows them to differentiate foods and how much of each of the contents that they all have. Now, this is great for someone who is brand new because, like I said, if you've got no bases, at least by identifying these types of things, you can associate, you know, if, if you're lacking in protein and you've seen a million times that white protein or a steak has high amounts of protein, you can just go and grab it without even thinking and you'll just consume that item. Now, the second pro that I would say a meal plan gives to new or veteran dieters is the fact that it doesn't take much thinking you know, to follow one. Like I mentioned, all you've got to do is get that piece of paper, open up that Google sheet, open up that app or open up the AlphaZeek app, just a little plug there. And it's all written there for you. It's all, don't have to think about it. You don't have to work out 
what foods have what to hit certain targets for the day. So that's another relief that a lot of meal planners like. If you're a busy individual, if you haven't got time to sit there on MyFitnessPal and work out, you've got 30 grams of protein left and what food has 30 grams of protein and how much of that you need to consume to hit that target, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. it one less stress for you to worry about and it makes life a lot easier for a lot of individuals. Now, that being said, what are the cons of meal planning? Now, the biggest con that a lot of influencers, TikTokers, anti-meal planners say is the fact that it is not flexible at all. And what this means is whatever's on that meal plan is basically what you need to consume. If you have craving something else, if you don't want to eat that meal, if you're absolutely sick of something, then you've got no choice. You've got to consume that meal until it might be the end of the week. It might be when you do your next check-in with your coach. Yeah, but that's there's no ifs or buts about it. The fact that you need to just consume what's on that meal plan. The second con of what meal plans do to individuals is the fact that sometimes it doesn't allow you to have that much of a social life. Now, if you are a social butterfly, you like going out on the weekends, you've got heaps of birthdays, weddings, engagements, you just like going out with your missus on the weekend. A meal plan might not be the best option for you. Why I say this is because you will probably be that person at the party who's sitting in the corner drinking their water. If your meal plan doesn't allow you to have that slice of pizza, if it doesn't allow you to have that Canadian club and dry, you best believe you can't have it. It's as simple as that. So that they're the two major cons when it comes to meal plans. Let's flip the switch and let's go to team macros. So this is probably the newer one. I'm sure a lot of people on this podcast would know what macros are, but I bet you there's people that have absolutely no idea what they are. And basically what it is, is it is a method of dieting where you need to hit specific targets, whether that be a protein or a calorie and protein or just calories or calories, protein, carbs, and fats. Now, what are the pros? What are the pros? What are the pros of this? The first one being is it is extremely flexible. Now, there is a, I'm going to give you a little bit of a disclaimer with this one because some people take the absolute piss when they think that macro counting, you can be the most flexible person in the world. I've seen meal plan, sorry, I've seen macro plans in the past where I'm shown the MyFitnessPal and all I see is a heap of Maccas here, chips here, lollies here, a couple of protein shakes, and then get told that person has hit their macros. This is not what macro counting is about. In order to be great or a great macro counter, you firstly need to be prioritizing micronutrient-dense foods. And what are these foods? Foods that are rich in vitamins, in minerals, as well as good quality protein source, maybe a good quality carb source, healthy fats. Macro counting is not an excuse to eat a whole heap of junk. And just because you've hit your protein or your macro targets, you call it macro counting. That's not what it is. Macro counting is, I would say, a great tool, but it's not the best tool, especially if you are new to dieting. But I'm going to get to the cons in a second. I actually kind of got sidetracked there. So the beauty, like I said, the beauty about macro counting is it allows you to be flexible. With that, if you are someone who does consume good quality foods, by all means, if you want a little treat here, if you want an ice cream, if you want to go out 
and have a burger with the boys or with the missus, you can go and do that as long as the majority of your day is quite good in terms of nutrients and vitamins and minerals and good quality food sources. So that's the first pro. The second pro is it allows you to have a social life. As I just mentioned, if you want to go out for a burger with the boys, if you want to go get some dinner with the missus, if you want a glass of wine with dinner, if you love chocolate and you know that you can have a block of chocolate every single night, by all means, macro counting is great for you. Now let's talk about the cons. It's pretty much the complete opposite of what a meal plan does. If you are brand new to dieting and like I said, you've got no idea about what foods contain what in it, macro counting is setting you up for failure. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a story. When I first started coaching and I would get new clients who wanted help with their nutrition, the first thing I would always do is give them macros. This was probably one of the biggest mistakes I ever did because I was setting up those clients for failure. And you know, I can put my hand up and say I stuffed up. We've all been there. We've all made mistakes, but you learn from your experiences. I would get so frustrated because I would never understand why these people couldn't do it. I would never understand why they just can't hit their protein targets, why they just can't hit their calories. And it wasn't long after that I realized that not everyone has the same knowledge as what I do. You can't put everyone in the same pot and expect them to all be identical. There are going to be people who know their shit. There are going to be people who have absolutely no idea of what you're talking about. And these numbers are going to freak them out. They're going to look at these numbers and say, what the hell is this? What did I sign up for? This is probably one of the biggest reasons I don't or I very, I wouldn't say rarely, but I, yeah, okay. I, it, I, you need to be an outlier if you if I start you on macros because, yeah, like I said, I'm setting them up for failure. If they don't know what they're doing, I'm throwing numbers at them and uh, yeah, they're probably not going to get far with it. The second con of macros is just as I mentioned earlier, people take the piss with it. People will throw in absolutely everything and anything and call it macro counting. That ain't macro counting. That's all, that's you just wasting your time. The third con from, of macro plans is it may not teach you much structure. Now with a meal plan, you've got set times. You've got it might be a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, and two snacks, maybe a dessert, depending on how many calories you have. With a macro plan, you're kind of just eating it as you go. And what a lot of people do wrong is they fail to prepare. So what they might do is they might forget to eat breakfast, have something light for lunch, have a little snack. And then when dinner comes around, they have maybe 100 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, maybe a thousand calories to hit. And they're playing macro Tetris at the end of the night. They're going through the cupboard, scanning barcodes, trying to find anything and everything that fits into the calorie target so that they can call it a night and go to bed and say, you know what? I hit my calories for the day. They are the, probably the three biggest cons that I see with macro planning. Now onto me and what I do. I actually have a little bit of a, I'd use the hybrid approach. So what I do is on a Sunday, I mean, I'm someone who's very regimented. I'm someone who can eat the same foods day in, day out, and not get sick of it. So what I tend to do is on a Sunday, I will plan my meals for the week. I will hit my, my calorie requirements. I'll hit my protein requirements. I'm not too fixated on the carbs and fats that much, purely because I am in a bulk phase. I'm in an off-season, but 
nine times out of 10, I'm hitting every three of the macro targets. What I do is I include foods that I enjoy. I include foods that digest well with me. I include foods that are micronutrient dense. I include foods that, yeah, that hit all three of those. From here, I will follow the same or eat the same meals every single day. If there's a day where I need to go or adjust something, I can just go into my fitness pal or chronometer or what I personally use, the AlphaZeek app, another plug there. And I make that adjustment as long as those, those requirements are still met. I do this because I can't be bothered sitting there every single day trying to hit targets. I plan it out for the week. I follow everything for the week. And then when I need to make an adjustment, I adjust that accordingly. So as you can see, I use both meal planning approach and I use also the whole macro planning approach as well. So that's what I like to do. And it's probably if you're someone like me and you've got a hold on your nutrition and you're quite confident and you back yourself, then this is the approach that I would use. If you're someone who, let's just say in a contest prep, this may not be the best approach. As calories get lower the, and you know, as you get leaner and you know, maybe concentration isn't the highest anymore, the, the last thing you're going to be doing is playing Tetris with your macros. The last thing you want to be doing is thinking of any fancy food and you know, call it, you know, let's just say, I don't know, some fancy thing and to include into, into your meal plan just so you get that sort of satisfaction. Keep it simple. Don't overwhelm yourself. Stick to the basics, stick to what you know, make adjustments when needed. If you need a plan for the week, plan for the week. That's one less thing you need to worry about, especially as a competitor. Now, if you're just an everyday person, by all means, use a little bit of flexibility. If you like going out on the weekend, maybe you can do a meal plan Monday to Friday and then on Saturday and Sunday with that macro approach. The choices are endless. You just need to find, I'm going to go back to what I first said at the start of the podcast. There is no best solution. There is no best plan for you. The most optimal plan for you is the one that you can stick to. The most optimal plan for you is the one that you enjoy. And the most optimal plan for you is the one that you can follow day in, day out and get to the goal that you're looking to achieve. So I'm going to leave this podcast right here now. We are getting to the end of the episode. So as always, there is a small little fee. I will be charging you. Nothing's for free. There is a small little fee and that fee is, if you found any value in this podcast, just share it to your social media pages, share it to your friends, share it to your family, share it to your loved ones, share it to your story on your Instagram pages. That's all I ask. These little things go a long way and I hope to see this podcast blossom over the next couple of episodes, next couple of months, next couple of years, whenever it may be. But it all starts with the support that I get from you as listeners. So if you could do that little thing for me, that would mean the world. And other than that, I'm going to leave this podcast here. Thank you very much for tuning into the end and I'll see you guys in the next episode.